Cable News In-Depth, where we take a deeper look at the top news stories impacting our community. Beaverton, Oregon is one of the most diverse cities in the state with one of five residents born in another country and one in three residents a person of color. KBOO's John Shuck has this in-depth report about Beaverton's response to these demographic changes. The city of Beaverton is stepping up its efforts to be more welcoming to its diverse population. Megan Cohen works in the Beaverton's mayor's office as a cultural inclusion specialist with the Cultural Inclusion Program. So the Cultural Inclusion Program is part of the mayor's office in the city of Beaverton and also part of the Division of Public Involvement and Communication. And our goal is really to help the city of Beaverton become increasingly welcoming, inclusive, representative and responsive to historically underrepresented and underserved communities, particularly communities of color, immigrants and refugees. She's one of two staff members whose job is a combination of policy work and outreach to communities of color. There's two of us currently working in the program, so as we find different initiatives to work on, we go after them. How did the cultural inclusion program get started? Mayor Denny Doyle um, has been really, really supportive of these initiatives, um, and he's the one who really helped this position that's now the cultural inclusion program position um, be established and to get some of this work started. And he's actually the one who brought some of our welcoming work that we do as well back from a conference and got that started as well. So the program's been around for um, since around 2009 and just in the last couple years We've been able to see more policy and um, some more outreach to communities of color. Beaverton has been changing dramatically in regards to demographics over the past several decades. According to research from the mayor's office, the largest communities of color are Latinos and then Asian and Pacific Islanders. Each makes up about one-sixth of Beaverton's population. By 2020, the Latino population is projected to be nearly a quarter of Beaverton's population. Certain parts of Beaverton contain some of the highest concentrations of Asians in the state. I grew up in Beaverton, and it's uh, it's become increasingly diverse since even I was a kid there. So right now, about one in three is a person of color, one in five is foreign-born, and in the Beaverton School District, we have over 99 languages spoken in the homes of students. So very diverse. Cultural inclusion specialist Megan Cohen said that 28% of Beaverton residents speak another language than English at home and that 1 in 12 residents are not fully fluent in English. One of the big pieces that comes from Title VI, which is the uh, part of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, is around language access and really making sure that regardless of your level of English, you're able to access the same programs and services at the city of Beaverton. So in the last year, uh, we've really made an effort to get a policy passed in October 2015 that recognized the language needs in our community and to start doing some work around providing language services. So what are some of the specifics of that language program? There's a couple different pieces. Uh, One, of course, is ensuring translation for some of our really vital documents that we have in the city and letting people know that they have the right to have those documents translated. 
Another is interpretation. So anytime someone comes into the city, they're able to, uh, whether it's with a bilingual staff person or through language line, able to communicate what they need and to have that information communicated back. And kind of throughout that, as I've hinted, is just really knowing that they have that right to language access and services. In January 2015, the City Council published a Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Plan. This 26-page plan was created by the Diversity Advisory Board, a permanent 13-member board that advises the Mayor's Office and the City Council. This plan, the Advisory Board, and the Cultural Inclusion Program are responses to the need for Beaverton to address these demographic changes. These challenges include language access, housing, and economic disparity. According to the report, over half of the white population owns their home in Beaverton, compared to just one-third of the populations of color. A greater percentage of people of color live with unaffordable rental and mortgage payments every month. Communities of color fare worse across all poverty indicators in Beaverton. Families of color have three and a half times the rate of poverty as white families. It's a pretty big plan. Um, it was actually put together by the Diversity Advisory Board, which is one of the city's uh, boards and commissions. And they were really focused on identifying some goal areas for the city uh, around diversity, equity, and inclusion. So there's a couple of priority areas, one of which is actually language access. And uh, another one that we talk about really often and that you brought up was uh, economic opportunity as well. Mm -hmm. So there's different goal areas with actions. Um, not all of them are actions that we can complete on our own, but that we need to involve partners in to help us get the work done. Leadership access is a key to change. The Cultural Inclusion Program initiated BOLD, which stands for Beaverton Organizing and Leadership Development. What it really aims to do is help develop leadership within Beaverton, especially with our immigrant and refugee community leaders. And we've seen them go on to do really great things. We have uh, quite a few who are participating on Beaverton boards and commissions now, including the Diversity Advisory Board, and have taken other roles either through organizing or through other uh, organizations in the community. So it's a great program. In March 2016, the Diversity Advisory Board drafted a resolution to declare support for the Muslim community and reaffirm Beaverton as a welcoming city. The resolution asked the city to, quote, celebrate the diversity that is represented in our city and to make extra efforts to ensure the safety of our Muslim immigrant and refugee neighbors. They really felt it was response to some of the rhetoric that was happening nationally and a couple of the events that had had happened recently. And especially in keeping with the welcoming Beaverton and welcoming week, they wanted to really reaffirm the stance that we had taken as a city to be open and welcoming to our whole community, including uh, Muslim populations during this time. Do you see tensions? Is there uh, in uh, in Beaverton? I think I think it's been difficult with. Um, the city rapidly diversifying. And I don't think it's necessarily as much as tension, but as um, an opportunity in which everyone is trying to learn um, and to connect and to understand each other better. Um, and there've been a lot of really great outreach with um, 
the community and the community at large, too. Um, so the Ramadan tent project was a great example of um, the Islamic Center of Portland really wanting to um, share Ramadan and their culture during um, this season. And also one of our immigrant integration mini grants is for an open house at the Islamic Center of Portland and with the Vos Neighborhood Association. So there's a lot of work going on just to share and to bring more understanding. And I think as that work continues, hopefully um, we see this community really be the welcoming community it is. One of the ways to begin to break down some of the disparities is to get people together and raise awareness. Welcoming Week is one initiative to do that. It is. So it's an initiative of Welcoming America, which is really focused on bringing together immigrant and non-immigrant community members in a spirit of unity and really uh, celebrating the different things that immigrants do bring to our community, both cultural, um, economic, linguistically. There's a lot of um, great benefits they bring. So last year, we actually celebrated the first welcoming week in September, and we did the Beaverton Night Market. We had a citizenship uh, ceremony, which was a lot of fun, and a couple of other events as well that really work around these themes of bringing our community together. Megan Cohen talked about some of the specific things happening this year. This year we have um, an African cooking class that's going to happen. There's going to be bubble tea preparation and uh, just a really great range of different events and opportunities to learn about different cultures in Beaverton. And with 99 different languages spoken, you can imagine there's a lot of diversity to share um, in food and sports and all different areas. So it's exciting. A successful event during Welcoming Week last year was the Beaverton Night Market. Over 4,500 people attended. We're offering it twice, and we also heard a lot of feedback about making it bigger. So there's about three times the space and about twice as many vendors as well, with a lot more food vendors. The lines were very long for food last year, so we want to make sure everyone gets a chance to try all the great food. So what are the dates on that and the place? The dates are July 23rd and August 13th. They're both Saturdays. They run from 6 to 10 p.m., and it's right in the round right in front of City Hall and off of the central Beaverton Max stop. This year, 40 different vendors will participate. There's going to be about 14 hot food vendors, 26 craft art merchandise vendors, and then we're going to have uh, rotating performers that are going to be on the stage there in the round as well. So last year we had Imbriscatu, which was a huge hit. Um, and this year we also have um, Dina y los Rumberos, which is a salsa band. So that should be a lot of fun to see what they can bring. Um, if anyone was there last year, a lot of the vendors that were there are going to be returning again. So we have um, Ome Kali, which offers really great frozen treats. And we also have um, Midnight Oils, which gives soaps and lotions and crafts that they've created by hand. And uh, also Karam Lebanese and Delhi, which has amazing Lebanese food there in Beaverton. They have a storefront as well. And it's exciting. I think one of the uh, new vendors that we have 
is actually embroidery from Afghanistan and Pakistan. They're called Siddiqui textiles. And uh, one of the neat things about the textiles that they create is that it's really an integral part of the daily life um, in Afghanistan and Pakistan. So they're able to bring that embroidery here. It's made by girls and women uh, for personal use and to adorn their homes. And it's made actually by recent refugees from the Afghan community. So it's really neat that they're able to bring that um, and to offer it at the night market this year. Megan Cohen said that there have been many successes already with the cultural inclusion program. Another policy that was approved was our minority women and emerging small business purchasing policy that really puts an emphasis on on buying from local small businesses um, that are certified in the minority uh, women or emerging small business categories. Um, And there's also a a veteran piece as well. And challenges ahead? And I think one of the areas is maybe thinking about how we can do more economic development around some of the businesses that participate in the Beaver Tonight market and really support them to become really successful in the community and so that we can see them thrive and continue to be there. That was Megan Cohen, cultural inclusion specialist from the mayor's office in Beaverton. The night market dates this year are July 23rd and August 13th in the Beaverton round. Welcoming week will be September 16th through the 25th. For more information about the events and the cultural inclusion program, go to beavertonoregon.gov. I'm John Shuck for KBOO Portland. You're listening to KBOO Portland. The time is 5.59. Coming up next, Rose City Native Radio.